Hello, hello, and welcome to Surrender Soul Chats and Guided Meditations, Season 2, 1111, which is all about new beginnings. I am your host, Frandasia Williams. Those who know my soul call me Franny, and I'm the owner and founder of Guided Surrender, which is a lifestyle and wellness company that is based in releasing resistance, fear-based resistance that keeps us and blocks us from our manifestations, our spiritual, mental, and physical healing. So if you are on a healing journey, you're in the right place. This is a home for healing, and we are so happy to have you here. And this is my co-host, who I'll let introduce herself. Hello, queens. My name is Nicola Boutier. I am the founder of Female Makers. Please feel free to follow my journey for a collective of female entrepreneurs and micro female creators at femalemakers.org. And enjoy this episode. We're already on the vibe. We're on the vibe. And so, because I've been, I've been budgeting probably every day for the, the, the whole year. I'm tired of budgeting, but we're on money vibes today. So we're just going to talk about it because I told you that I'm taking, I have three different um, things in place, like classes and coaches in place to help release my money blocks and to help release uh, this fear I have towards money because it's the resistance in my life. And so I'm removing it. I don't have time for this. It's time to be rich and wealthy. And when we say rich and wealthy, it's, right. it's a mindset. And it's like, that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm a multimillionaire or a billionaire, but it's like money is no longer a worry. Or you're a you know billionaire, 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 billionaire you know, which is which is fine. Right. That's totally fine. We accept. So money money vibes is where we're at. And Nicole is having a day, which is completely fine. We all have days and we're all we're honest here because this is home. And there's no this whole the whole reason why we do the work that we do is to be honest and genuine and authentic. It's the core of what we do. And I think it's really important to admit when you don't feel your best because someone else out there is fighting to pretend that they do feel their best. Absolutely. We all are, you know, there's just times and places where you have to just put on your game, pull your pants a little bit higher and adjust yourself a little bit straighter, um, in order to kind of present yourself in a professional way. And then we all do what we do, which is go home and then eat Ben and Jerry's or whatever your preference is. And, and that's totally okay. And that's your, uh, my prerogative. Exactly. And so speaking of money, the thing with money is, is we all want it. We all have some kind of attachment to it. And, um, each boundary is different, right? Each goal is different. Some people have a goal of like, they just want so much that they have so much money. They can't, they, they don't have an, enough time to spend it. Others just want to be at a certain elevation in their life so that they can live comfortably. Yeah. Others want to use it to scale their businesses or help build their families and their communities. The reason why it's so important and why it's always a topic of discussion is because there's two sides to everything. Franny is like a queen of budgeting, which I just love that about her. She can budget anything. I am like the opposite. I couldn't budget to like save my life. I I try and by try, it's not really trying. It's just like a moment where I'm just like, okay, got to be a little bit more firm in this area. However, Franny is just so unique. She's, she's a budgeter, but like, if you go to her and like, okay, so this is an example. You guys will love it. So yesterday I wanted to buy this Bissell Crosswave. It's like a $350 vacuum mop sweep whatever I wanted it 
it was Black Friday. They were having a sale. It was like $170. So I was just like, do I get this? And I think I had mentioned it to her before. And she was just like, low key. She was just like, I'm tired of hearing of this. Like, yes, get it. But also on that same note, she's that type, like if I told her, like I wanted a Louis Vuitton and I've mentioned this like four times, she's just like, get the Louis Vuitton, like just get it, just get it. And it's so funny to me because she can be so good at budgeting, but then she'd just be like, be happy, yeah, be happy, spend, you work so hard, spend, spend your money on what you want to a obviously to a understanding that's like makes sense to your financial lifestyle yeah I don't believe in being limited I just Mm, that's so that's it I don't believe in it I think it's so I think it's more reckless to have a limited mindset and I can't have than it is to be like I can have it I'll let the universe figure out how I get it I but I just I think it's a very limited mindset to put your to want something to to desire something and you can have it, but then you tell yourself you can't. And I think it's low vibrational. I think it's so much high, more high, high vibrational to just to, to get what it is that you desire. And what happened was I would, I would be in retail. I worked in retail and I would notice, I'm going to be really honest about this. This is going to be me being super transparent, super honest. I would notice, and, and Nicole and I both identify as women of color. I am a black woman and Nicole is Hawaiian and, um, she's biracial, but we both identify as women of color. So I walked, I would work in retail and I would see all these white people come in and just spend on themselves, drop hundreds, not think twice about it. And every time someone, particularly black people would come in, they'd be counting their pennies. Like, I don't think I need that. And I'm like, it's 15 extra dollars. Do you? And it wasn't a lack of having it was a lack of feeling like they deserved it or they needed it because that's what it is. That's exactly what it is, is you tell yourself, it's just like if you went to the grocery store and you buy all these groceries, right? And let's say you buy, I love to use chocolate croissants as an example, because it's my favorite, but you get chocolate croissants and then you're in the, you're in the line to pay and you go, Oh my God, I really would love a chocolate bar right now. And you go, I already have chocolate croissants. I don't need a chocolate bar and chocolate croissants. It's like, yes, you do. It's not about being, it's not about um, having gluttony, right? Or like just over absorbing everything around you and constantly having everything available to you 24 seven without like any responsibility, without paying your bills, without any of those things. It's just about truly um, appreciating yourself because you're so willing to do that if it was somebody else. If you're That's buying right. chocolate croissant in the chocolate bar for somebody else, it's not a big deal. Right. But when it comes to you, you're just like, girl, it's okay. You don't need it. It's just like, you do need it. Yeah. And that is it. It would be during Christmas time. You know, retail sucks during Christmas time, but it, you know, it's fine. But I would say these people come in and drop in money on everyone else. But when it came time to buy themselves a $5 bar of soap, they would question it. I don't want to treat myself that way. I don't want everyone else to be ahead of me or above me when it comes to what I get and what I desire and what I deserve. And it's like, I have absolutely no problem being like getting my friends what they love. Or I remember your birthday. What was it? It was moisturizer. Oh, she's so cute. I think I have it actually. So it's Moroccan oil, like night serum. It's like a tall bottle. I think it's like $65. 
but it's serum that you put on your body like every night. And I was just like, I was talking to Franny during my birthday time and I was just like, oh, I really want to buy this, but I just don't want to get, I get attached in my head. And that's this is my relationship with money is sometimes I'll talk myself out of things because I know that I'm going to like it and that I'm going to have to pay for it over and over. So I'll talk myself out of like a service or like an item that's going to be like repetitive. My nails. nails. With my nails. Um, And finally I've caught on to basically Franny just like repeating to me. And I finally am like starting to understand like, let's say you get your nails done, right? You want to go get, to finish the oil. She bought me the oil for my birthday, you guys, $65. She was just like, here, enjoy it. You should love it. It's $65. It's not going to kill you. If you need it in three months or six months, it's $65. It's not going to murder you. <laughs> so repeat the amount. I'm like, in the grand scheme of things, this item is $65. Like I, one more thing before you tell that story. This I saw this like Facebook post or whatever, or, or Instagram thing. And the person had like Starbucks and like a, a treat. Now we all know that that can easily be like $10 to get like a drink and something to eat at Starbucks. And the person had been previously talking about how they needed more money. And he was like, don't come for me about money and all that jazz because my $10 at Starbucks isn't going to help me get out of debt any faster. It doesn't matter. In the grand scheme of things, that doesn't matter. And so it was like, I was like, get the oil and then beyond getting the oil, you owe me nothing. Like you don't also owe me a birthday gift. It's like, I'm, I'm, this is the seed that I'm planning for you to then go and do what you need to do for you, which is love on yourself and give yourself what you need. What were you going to say? First of all, love her for that. Um, I did not get her oil, you guys, for her birthday, by the way. I did. She did have a beautiful time by herself yeah. um, for her birthday. And I bought her drinks virtually. Um, yeah. I was just like, have a drink, please make it strong. Uh, yeah. The thing is um, nails. I used to never be a nail girl. I never got my nails done. I would always do it at home. I, I Over the pandemic, I learned how to do my actual nails at home, but they just weren't to salon quality. They were like, well, a couple of tears down, but from far away, they looked real nice. <laughs> That's besides the point. So I started going and um, now it's just an expense that I blend in. And I know I make room for just like you would with rent, right? If your rent goes up $50, it just goes up $50 and you got to come up with that $50. That's what I'm, what I do with my nails. I specifically make sure that I have that room or I've made opportunities to create that money. If you don't have that money, then you create the environment around you to have the opportunity to have those funds available so that you can do those things. It's not about living outside your means. It's about taking care of yourself. And if a part of taking care of yourself is getting your nails done and it's the thing that makes you happy and it makes you feel, you know, it's very like cathartic and it makes you feel just any kind of joy, you deserve it. What's 60, 70, $80, whatever the price of your nails is, if you feel really good about it, if it's like the one thing that you feel good about for the whole month, like at the very least you have your nails done. Yeah, like in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really throw you off that much to choose to do that one or two things for you a month. Now, I know sometimes I take it a little too far. Like one of the ways I take it too far is eating out. I'm someone who really eats out simply because of laziness. I just don't feel- I cannot wait until me and Franny meet in person. We have not, if you guys have not kept up with us (laughs) because I fully plan on just 
eating out the entire time. That's, I'm just, that's what I want to live. Um, yeah, when I was in New York, like New York, it's like a mentality. Eating out is expected. And so that was the first time I had ever lived somewhere where eating out was like, like people in New York don't care. It's like dinner is, ex- it's, it's, it's just another thing. They're just like, you got to eat. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's down the street and we're going to pick it up on the way home and it's fine. Um, and I, and it, like, and you have a grocery bag? Like, what's yeah, that? Yeah, like, you know, um, but I also was someone who I've always been a budgeter. <laughs> and budgeting, when you're actually budgeting and looking at eating out, you like realize like how much it costs. And for me, it just puts a hole in my chest. So I'm like, I can't believe I'm spending this much money because I could have made three meals off of this one meal. And I'm never satisfied. I'm rarely satisfied because I actually really like the food that I cook. I understand that the way I cook. That's the opposite. Me and Franny are opposite. She always says that. She'll always be like, oh, I want to order out. I want to order out. But then when she makes something good, she'll always be like, oh, I made this amazing, beautiful, you know, whatever, right? I always say cinnamon rolls. She eats more than cinnamon rolls, you guys. She just really likes cinnamon rolls, okay? Just keep up, okay? Cinnamon rolls, chocolate croissants. Let's just, let's keep it up. Um, Mine is, I never used to love to cook. I do actually enjoy to cook now. I cook very often now. I really love it. Um, I will talk myself out of ordering out because I don't want to flip the bill. Um, but I will order out if it, if it ends up being a situation where I know it's going to make more sense convenience wise and it can, anything that's going to save me time. So if it's like a situation where time is like the essence, I'm not going to sit here and stress myself out of making food or cooking a whole meal or not eating at all when I can just know I can go take a shower and by the time I get out and I get myself together, there will be a DoorDash waiting for me. And that is where I've been at for the past month or two, where it's like, I, it was the difference between eating or not eating what, cause I wasn't cooking and I just like, didn't have the space and have the energy. And it was either you eat out and get something or, right. you, or you don't eat tonight. And I love things. And that's why people will be like, you know, my friends always say, you're such a snacker, but I'm someone who really, I will just, I love just having something quick that I can just eat and be good versus I don't always have a meal prepared. Now, if I meal prep at the beginning of the week and I'm good for the week, that's, that's one thing. I will eat what I prepped. It's when I don't have something prepped that I'm more likely to eat out. I just like knowing what I'm going to be eating. I don't like having to think about it. And I'm one of those people. So it's like, if it's already prepared, like I, I ate soup this whole week and I was happy with my soup. I ate it. Even when I wanted something else, I was like, you're eating that soup. It was already prepared, ready to go. If I know like oatmeal for breakfast or I'll make like oatmeal bars or whatever, it's already, I already know. But if I wake up and there's doubt in my mind about this, the, the menu for the day, my first thought is to eat out because I'm like, I don't want to think about it. So, but I just, I just think money-wise, it's not how I want to spend my money. Like I would so much prefer go get my nails done or like go and I don't really even know what. I do substitute it with other than the fact that I just don't like spending it that way. I like having the extra money. I'm someone who really likes to see her money or I think some people are like, I'm co- oh, totally fine spending my money. I really like to see my money. I like to see that. That's I have- a good, that's a good thought. Um, I never thought of it like that. I, I like to see my money too, but usually I spend it quicker than like, I can hold on to like seeing it. Um, but I will like hold off on buying certain things like 
took me forever to click on buying the Bissell yesterday because I was just like, you did it? Yeah, I did do it. I was just like, because I ended up buying a solution too. And I was just like, oh, it's $1.99. Do I really want to do that? Like leave my account because they're going to make it leave my account. And I'm going to be upset about it. And it's just like, you have to think about a certain, for me at least, I have to think about certain things. It's just like, is future Nicole, I, talk, I say this all the time now, is future Nicole going to be grateful for what current Nicole is doing? It's just like, yes, but she's going to be so grateful when these floors are clean. Yeah. Me and Franny think about cleaning. We will talk about that in another episode, but okay be so grateful when these floors are just yeah and I mean I think for me over the past few days I was like man you just spent a lot and I was like looking at what I spent and I was like well Franny you need moisturizer you need it like no moisturizer for your face (laughs) (laughs) we can't skip that part and they had to skip out on like you know $30 moisturizer it's just like because so you want to be crusty yeah that's the choice you don't have any like it's okay. not like you're picking between this and like a vacation to Cabo, which yeah, maybe you need this might be $30. Who knows? You know, Cabo's very, very interesting. Yeah. I need moisturizer. And then it was like getting um, something that one of my friends really like wanted for Christmas and getting that for her um, because I told her to just go ahead and send me what she wanted so I could just have it out the way because I'm not really doing Christmas gifts this year. Oh, um, I'm not as well. If you are not, uh, no, it is a. Uh, it is a, I will give you a virtual hug. I love you dearly. Can't wait to see you next year energy. Yeah. It may even be like, I'll get you a gift and I'll see it. When I see you next year, we will just be doing a gift situation. That, yeah. that may be it. Yeah. And it's like, it's so there's select gifts that I wanted to give. Of course, that particular person is so there. I, the least I want to do for her is get her something for Christmas. Like that's the least I adore this person. Yumi, I can't stop. I talk about her every episode. But anyway, I'm not going to do that because she's going to be like, stop talking about me in your podcast. <laughs> she, <laughs> she would literally say that. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to go down that path. But, but of course, like, I'm like, yes. But I, I was like, even her situation, it was like, what is, what is that? Like getting that for her is nothing compared to what I want to get for her. I, when I actually am balling the thing. I want to get you a house, girl. I know. A whole whole island. And she's the type of person who'd be like, I remember, I remember saying to her, when I get it, I'm going to invest in your company and do all this stuff. And she was like, why? I don't want that. She was like, go build your own company so I can invest in that. So we can be investing in other stuff. She's like, why would I want you? She's that type of person. She really helped me boss up when it came to money. And so I'm able to be more limitless and more allowing, give myself more permission because of the way that she helped me see money. Cause I did used to hold it really tight. And even now, a lot of the relationship that I have with money is fear-based and I'm learning to release. Oh, it's that. definitely fear-based. I, I think it's, I think that almost everybody's relationship to some extent with money is related to fear. Yeah. There, there's some kind of level in there at some point, whether you were, it was how you were brought up because it's how, because also I wanted to touch on that, like what you were exposed to growing up. How did you see your family spending money, right? Yeah. Two, two, is it a security thing? Because you have to have a certain amount in your bank account to feel comfortable with what you have. Three, is it just like, I'm just trying to get by girl. Let me just get by. Like, what is the, you know what I mean? And if you don't have that get by money for, for some people, it's like emergency. I got to have an emergency, whatever. And it's yeah. just like, it does not matter how much you plan. It doesn't matter if you're a, a like theoretically a perfect 
financer, when it comes to personal or company, there is just always going to be adjustments. There are things that are going to hit the fan that you were not expecting, whether you have the money or not, even if you have the money. Something happens to Franny today so that she needs to spend her money that she has in her reserve. She's not going to feel good about that, even though she has it, because yeah. she has to spend the money. But what happens with money? It recovers. It recovers. Its job is to return to you. I tell my sister, and I saw this years ago, and I literally said this to my sister the other day. And um, you say everything that's good and everything I invest is good and well and will return to me seven times. So every time you spend, you're like, everything I invest is good and well and will return to me seven times. Money's job is to return to you. And the energy of money looks the same as the energy of trust. So as I was doing my budget today, and I was like, how do you want to handle the next two months? And I had a moment where after running numbers for a week now, the past three days really she was running numbers all day yesterday you guys I was like oh my girl she's really working right now she's really the even lord my, is doing doing work on her right now legit even my sister was like I'm really sick of hearing you talk about this right. <laughs> um and I'm gonna get into more of why I'm like that but everything invest is good and well and we'll return to you seven times and I was looking at my budget today and I had a moment where I, I got to the final part of it and how I was running it. And I literally said to myself, you know, this is, this is the difference. And this is what I'm in expectation of or more and well, actually more than that. And I said to myself, and I'm going to let it go and just trust it because I, there's no point in thinking about that because today you're good. And I was like, you really, you can really put yourself into a hole if you're thinking. And, and for me, it's like, I'll be thinking two, three months in advance. And everybody else is like, you're fine. And I'm over here like, I don't know that I am. I don't like this feeling. I am someone who is very, money is a security thing for me. And I think that's because the way I grew up, my parents were really, um, the way that they saw money was very limited. Mm. And so that was kind of instilled into me. And my parents also really, you know, some people's parents really set them up for wealth, really set them yeah. up for wealth and, and put things in place so that their kids can be wealthy and have patterns of wealth and mindset of wealth. That's why we see all these like rich white men who like, I think Trump said his dad gave him a small loan of a million dollars, you know, <laughs> Elon Musk, all of them were given. I to hear money. that one more time. Yeah. It's like. In what world? I remember I was sitting and talking to this one guy. I was doing an internship years ago at a, at a news station. And I was explaining to him because he was looking at students. I was a student at the time. And he was looking at students that don't do certain things as lazy. And I said to him, I said, that's not exactly true. I was like, not everybody has the financial means to go to college. Not everybody has the finance. And he was like, well, you, you know, you find it. And I was like, no, no, no. You understand. You literally, in order to complete a FAFSA, have to have a parent fill it out for you. And that's how you get financial aid for school. If you were estranged from your parents or you have parents who don't know anything about that and just won't do it, then how do you get money for school? I was and on top of that, like the, the to counteract that if they say like, oh, well, you could do grants, you can do scholarships. What if you don't have the resources to get online to do to do those things? You have to remember not everybody's like at home and they just have like a whole laptop and you know internet Wi-Fi to be able to just go online and then you have to know what you're looking for it's just like you know you have to just remember that you know, everybody's set up how you're set up definitely 
and not everybody has the same resources and not everybody has someone to teach them about how to, how to pursue those things. And it was just such a limited mindset, but looking at him and from his world, he only saw it one way. And I'm like, and me, even being someone who had support, like my mom was able to fill out my FAFSA. My mom was able to assist me. And luckily for me at the time, my parents were divorcing. So I was able to just use my mom's income, which did allow me to qualify for some aid. Some people have to put their parents on their FAFSAs that actually their parents don't actually support them or have anything to do with their lives. And then they're still impacted by what their parents make because the system assumes they're helping you and they're not. And I didn't get help paying for college. It was just on me. And so my parents' mindset was very much so you go out in the world and you make your way. You figure it out. I remember getting my first rent statement at the age of nine. My mom was like, this is how bills work. You got $14, seven belongs to me and you need to eat and all this other stuff. And that's the other, like, I remember being taught about money very young. Now on one end, that's the reason I budget. And that's the reason I am so good with money. On the other end, I became afraid of money at a very young age because at a very mm-hmm. young age, I believed I didn't have enough. From a very mm-hmm. young age, I felt in debt. From a very young age, I felt in poverty. I was living in my parents' home, feeling like I didn't have enough money to, to be a person. I started working full-time at 14. And at that point, it was like, I didn't eat lunch at school because I had to pay for it out of my own pocket. And I only had this little part-time job. And I was also responsible for my car and for my gas and for all my clothes and for all my shoes. And whatever I needed, I paid for. And I had this, this, this amount of money and quitting, quitting wasn't an option. I had to work. My parents were very big on like, you, you provide for you. You want to go to college? You provide that. You need this. You provide that. And I just didn't have the support of someone financially in my life. Now I always had a roof over my head. I lived very well. I'm not complaining about how my parents provided. I'm just being honest about the fact that I wasn't prepared with money in a way that I think is was positive. I think it instilled a lot of negative energy and fear towards money that I don't didn't exactly know was happening until now that I'm taking all these classes and working right. with to break it down. Like, what about you? Yeah. So for me, it was like, of course it is because it's our lives was completely opposite. I came from a household with both parents where my mom was actually the breadwinner and my dad was not. Um, my dad worked as like, you know, a manager of like a gourmet pizza chain. He was always in like food and beverage. Um, he made enough. Um, my mom was a nurse and she made a lot. Um, like back then, you know, what she had made was like very substantial, but they were both very poorly managed with their money. I remember them making a lot of money together, um, but it was always a paycheck to paycheck thing. And that's just because the management of money was not there. And I just thought that that's just what you did. Like, just like, oh, it was just like a refresh button when payday came. It was just like, okay, well, payday's here. Like, you know, got to do this. And, and I saw my dad mismanage money a lot to the point where there would be times where he was like borrowing money from like cash places and then having to pay it back because he just did not know how to manage money. It's not that the money wasn't there. He just didn't know how to manage it. So then that created like, 
a really bad cycle because for a while growing up, my mom was managing it and we always had it. Then, you know, when she took on more work and he took on less, he managed it and that was just terrible. Um, we even joke now, we talk about like how terrible managed he was and it's, it's really funny now. Um, but then it, it required this thing where I moved out, my parents were on their own. I was living with my boyfriend at the time and um, we didn't know how to manage money. We were terrible with money. We were very young. Uh, we just were in love and wanted to live together and I was finishing college and long story short, you know, both me and my parents actually went through a financial crisis individually without being together. And this is why I don't have the attachment to money um, like other people do, because I've learned how to live without money for a really long time. Uh, this is probably like the first time in my life over the last like few years that I have means that are like over abundance or overflowed. But in the past, I've been able to like, it's just like, this is what you make. This is what you got. It's just like, this is what you make. This is what you got. And I, I've always been able to live in that survival mode kind of energy. I didn't need to see money in my account. I just knew that I had enough to pay this, 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 and this. And I was able to cover every, all the check marks that I needed to cover. And that was good enough for me. Uh, then I started, when I lived on my own, I started struggling a little bit where I was feeling like really stressed about just having enough. I was just like, this is not it for me. Like I cannot continue this down this path. So I just started hustling. I just started putting on my cap. And I was just like, I'm gonna make money here. I'm gonna do this over here. I'm gonna do this here. I'm gonna do this. At, at one point, I think for like six months, I was like on Rover, like dog sitting. And I was just like, I don't care. Put all the dogs in my house. Yep, dogs, take them out, take them out. And I was just like repetitively making a certain amount of, like even if it was an extra 400, $500 on top of my monthly, it was still that. And I would just have that available to me. And then I started realizing my attachment kind of started shifting. And now I'm more focused on access. I don't really care about the dollar amount. I care about credit, which that kind of goes into money. I was never taught about credit. My parents never had good credit because they were poorly managed with money. And I was never taught to have good credit until way later when I've already messed up my credit is you can have so much money in the world. You can have an abundant amount of money. If your credit is terrible, it does not matter. You, you could still get denied. Mm -hmm. You will have to flip the bill three times full because you're not considered trustworthy, right? So it's the access that credit gives me that I'm more attached to now than I am with money. I'd rather have zero money in my bank account, but have an amazing credit score because I know that I have accessibility. I know if there was an emergency, I could literally go on anywhere. I could get any line of credit that I needed to get and I can go take care of whatever I need to take care of. It's not, for me, it's not the actual currency anymore. For me, it's the accessibility that I have to people and things and stuff that I need to do in order to grow. You cannot grow accounts and business lines and all of those things without good credit without people saying that you're trustworthy to a system that I still think is kind of faulty, but you kind of got to follow the rules. You got to follow the rules, right? And 
when you've already destroyed your credit and you have to rebuild it, then you're kind of trying to rebuild it to convince them like, hey, I had a bad history, but now I'm in like a good routine and I'm a consistent human being. So trust me. That's that's where my relationship is now. Yeah. I, I did, thinking about what you said, you were like, because of your family's history with money, it's like you don't have the attachment to it because you were like, I have a, I have what I need. Like I'm this not this good. Like we're good. And then how I'm the opposite, where it was like I don't, rem- I didn't have that type of experience with my parents as far as I wasn't ever aware if there was a money issue with them. I wasn't ever aware. Like I knew my mom was always very frugal, and I remember my mom saying, my mom would say we're not cheap. We just shop for bargains. Like my mom has always been a budgeter and we look for the best price. And, and I, I am hip. I have that same quality. Like I will literally go in the grocery store and I'm like, well, you get two more ounces with this, but I'm that person. It takes me forever to go to the store, which is why I hate doing it. I do it once every few months and I go by myself. I don't expect anybody to be a part of that. It is. <laughs> I was on the phone once and it was an experience. I just say, if you're looking <laughs> to like hear experience it's, it's an experience oh man and, and my sister will be like Franny, are you still in the store and I'll be like I'm still here I'm still here I'm working through it it takes me forever because I'm literally looking at that but that was something because I used to go shopping with my mom and we would look for bargains we get we tried to get the most for our money and at the same time I would go play with my dad and I like I remember my dad when it came to money his mindset was so different in the sense that he would say things like like, I remember we were at IHOP once and I was like, I just can't decide whether I want waffles or pancakes. And my dad was like, it's really not, a, it's money is not a factor. Just get both. I was like, oh, didn't know that was an option. I remember when I went to get my car, my dad was amazing. He was literally like, I was going to get the cheaper car because I was thinking about money. I was afraid. Like I had that fear of like, oh, I just want to make sure I have enough. And I don't know that's a big car loan to my dad, but I had gone to the car dealership knowing what I wanted and they were trying to sell me something else. And my dad pulled me aside and he was like, get what you want because it's so much easier to make that payment every month when you love it. He was like, you will make that payment every month with love. Love that, my favorite story. And I was like, oh my gosh, dad, thank you. We left there with the car I wanted and I don't regret it at all. I happily pay for her every month. She is my boo thing. And it's not an attachment to the car, but it's like, I, my dad was right. I love paying for her. I love that I have her and that she is me and that we can pay for it. And like, I love it. I don't even think about that money leaving my account ever. Not once have I noticed it. My dad did a really good job at saying things to me like money doesn't buy happiness, but it sure does buy help. What my parents neither one of them did was help a lot financially. Like they would say things about, like my dad would say things about money and encourage things about money, but didn't pay for college. You know, um, if I needed gas, I need to figure it out. I remember being anxious about going into my dad's room and be like, God, I just don't have enough cash. Can I just borrow a little bit of money for gas? And I was like 17. <laughs> He's like, yeah, just take the cash on my reg- on my, on my, um, dresser but my mom would have like eaten me alive and there was just so many situations where like when it came to money my parents just weren't supportive so my response that became you got to figure out everything for yourself and you could never ask for help when it comes to money and you got to get out there and hustle and like figure out life and I did you know I figured out life went to school da, 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 and did a lot like what Nicole did like I was like however it takes to make it I'll make it but I won't be asking you you know that became my mindset now, my dad did a really good job in, in instilling beautiful thoughts about money. 
However, financial support and help wasn't something that was afforded to me. So that created a lot of fear around money. That fear is the resistance in my life that I'm, we're, 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 we're breaking away from because Nicole and I, as we move into 2022, we are declaring that we're, we're rich, we're wealthy. We're going to make tons of money in 2022. Oh, I've claimed it like four times already. Like I have every intention, um, that there's not, there's no other choice. I am rich. I will live richly. And I have a counter to that story, which is, if you guys see me getting distracted, it's because the queen of the cat of the house, she needs attention right now. So, um, you know, I, that story with the car is very associated to me with, with first class. Yes. So I took my first class flight this year addicted um I planned two other trips after this and they're both first class and I'll tell you why so I heard a quote once from Steve Harvey and he was like book yourself a first class ticket once just the one way just going or coming back actually he said going and he goes and when you come back just do your regular flight and he goes, I promise you after you do your first first class flight and you have to walk past first class to board your seat, you will never want to sit in that seat again. And it's not about, again, this isn't for everybody. It's just the, you know, the concept behind the entire story is making the means in the room for something that you enjoy and you like. I'm telling you right now, the way my mindset and personality is set up, I should have been flying first class since I was like five, okay? Great. Because I was all up in that, just ignorantly taking what is available to me because I've paid for this ticket. And if you want to give me full size meals and snacks, I will gladly save this for later in the hotel if I want to eat a snack because you guys are providing. If you want to treat me to a level that I feel comfortable and the seats are bigger and I don't feel squished in like a tiny sardine can traveling. I, I'm going to do so. And it's about making sure that going forward, those means are available to me when I want to travel. If I want to fly first class, I will, you know, there's so many times I remember saying like, God, I wish I could just like fly first class once. Or I would say, Oh, I can't wait to travel, you know, out of the country and like, get a suite, you know, and be in there in the bed and take a shower and do all this extra stuff. It's just like, you can do that. You yep. don't have to just like wish about those things. If you want those to happen and if it costs an extra thousand dollars, it costs an extra thousand dollars. It just is what it is. You're going to, your experience for that is going to be so much more fuller because you did, you did it how you want to do it. It's just like anybody who would go on a trip and they say like, Oh God, I would love to get a massage. And they go and they don't get a massage. And they go, I wish, they go, how was your trip? Oh, it was good. I, I should have got a massage. I wish I would have got a massage. Why didn't you get the massage? Is really, you know, two, $300 gonna break you on a trip that you can talk about and experience for yourself for years, years. You can be like, oh, I went on that beautiful trip. Oh, and they had the best spa. I had the best massage of my life. Oh, I went on that trip. I, I flew first class and it was like, that alone was the vacation. It's just about really, we work so hard. Why are we so attached to like 
shit's going to happen anyways. Excuse my French, but it's going to happen anyways, right? Stuff is going to happen regardless if we're prepared, we're not prepared. I mean, hello, the pandemic. Who was prepared besides the, the doomers that were like ecstatic that they had, you know, 50 things of toilet paper? Who was ecstatic? Nobody, because nobody was prepared for that. Nobody thought it was going to last this long. Yeah. It's just like life is so short. Why not do what you really want to do and, and be joyful about it and be proud of yourself that you have the availability and that you have the funds and means to do so. The reason opportunities continue to come to you, the reason opportunities continue to arrive in your space is because the universe wants you to continue to create those environments. And somebody else told me too, on the first class thing, because it just reminded me, this person said, you know, I didn't really care about flying first class. It wasn't a big deal to me but I always buy first class and it was an interview and the person interviewing goes like, well, well, why do you keep buying it if you don't care for it? And he goes to have the accessibility for people who are flying in first class. Everything is about accessibility. That, that for me, at least a lot of times when I spend money or I go and do things and it's kind of expensive or whatever, it's just like, but who am I going to be exposed to in those environments? Like, what things am I missing out on? Cause I'm not like, I have a co-working space that I've been at for the last year, love and adore it. And it's expensive, a monthly expense. It's very expensive, but the accessibility that I have to a whole building of people that are building their dreams and their businesses and, and their networks is, you can't really put a price on that. Mm-mm. No, you can't. I, I agree with you. I have someone else who, who said the same thing to me about working in a co-working space, all the people they got to meet. And you're right, accessibility is so important. Even what you said about the credit card really stuck out to me because I am someone who's very credit card anxious and I would really prefer just not use, like I use my, I, I, I don't mind using a credit card to pay for things, but I'm not someone who's credit card like happy. Like I don't want things on credit cards and I, I would prefer just pay it and da, 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 da. I'm the opposite. I got so many cards, girl. There is not one that is at zero right now. There is nothing on zero. It will be my, my, literally my sister and I were having this conversation the other day and she's like, pay it off. That's what it's for. Why are you trying to pay the whole thing? That's why you I said that to her too. I said that to Franny too the other day. She was smoking out. I was like, girl, put all the thing on credit card. She's like, I know, but I gotta, I gotta pay the whole thing. I'm like, why do you need to pay the entire thing off right now? This isn't discover. Like I get it. I love that you have that energy, but like, it will be okay if it's like one time in your life, it's not paid off the first month and it takes you three months. I, and her credit, your credit is fine. She's not, she's not, you guys, she's not getting the 30% APR. Like I'm telling you, it's just, it's not going to cost her anything. Like it's okay if you pay it in three times instead of one time, I promise it will be just fine. Right. And I don't know. And again, that's that fear mindset right. of like, like, I'm like, oh my God, this is not okay. And, and it's an, it's an anxiety thing. I'm removing that though. I'm releasing the resistance and I'm just going to trust and live my life a lot more fruitfully because like I'm saying, I'm buying moisturizer and like, that's not something you should be today. And I'm, and I have, and I have my tendencies. Like someone was like, are you water bougie? And I was like, I'm absolutely water bougie. I only drink alkaline water or spring water. Like I'm super water bougie. Like I have things that I could be kind of, you know, specific. Oh no, there's things that Franny can be. And then there's other times, like I'm telling you guys, you need to experience if you ever get a chance, maybe she'll just record it while she's at the grocery store and she could put it on the podcast. Cause I feel like you need to experience it. 
I was on the phone with her when she went to Whole Foods once and I swear she was talking about these crackers. These crackers were like five dollar crackers. It was like a box of I don't know what kind of crackers they were. They were crackers, okay? And she really liked the crackers. These crackers, these are five dollars for these crackers. Like I'm not buying these. I'm not gonna buy these because like before I was able to get them for three ninety nine, five dollars today. I'm not getting them today. I'm like it's just. <laughs> mind I'm like do you need me to apple pay you the five dollars for the crackers I'm telling you no because I don't want you paying five dollars for the crackers either and I was like I was just like do you like them I love them they're so good she's like but I got them for three dollars last time and I'm not paying five dollars yes and I was like adamant about it. And I she did it. not get the crackers. Probably not. That was disrespectful. There's there's a level to this shit. She that- was like really about to cuss somebody out at Whole Foods. She's like, listen, guys, I come once a month. I spend 14 hours in this store shopping. The least you can do is make sure that these crackers are on the sale item that they should be. Why are they $5 today? They're not any different. They're not a special flavor. And she was going on this. I swear I heard about the crackers for at least 15 minutes. She was like on a rant about the crackers. I kept trying to, I kept, it was like, I was he kept trying to substitute them with a different cracker. She's like, I don't really like these crackers, but they're 99. So it's like, maybe. <laughs> because my issue was that the box was small, but it wasn't crackers. enough cracker to the, to the amount that she was wanted it? to pay for them. I was like, I was low key, like get two boxes. She's like, $10. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> she was so serious and it just made me laugh because then, then the other one when she's just like get get the Bissell spend two hundred dollars get the Bissell I'm like what the Bissell has longevity and so does my moisturizer crackers they- do with joy they're joyful I don't feel joyful she's like no because I can hear her you guys this is the other thing she has regret too like I could hear if she bought them she'd be home and she'd be eating them she's like these damn ten dollar crackers like she would be <laughs> Nobody trying to spend ten dollars on those damn crackers, and there people are like, "Why are they so expensive?" Okay, they are gluten free crackers. They were plant based, and and if you know, like if you eat that way, things are just priced higher. Things are just Different, higher. Right. So it's like on one end, I'm completely prepared to spend the extra money to eat that way, and on the other end, I think it's completely ridiculous because it's not costing y'all any extra to make it. And so I'm like, she's literally a full pie. It's like she goes grocery store, full like you will know what zodiac she is. Full Pisces is, mm, it is raging. She's like, I get it. I'm here. This is why I'm here because you guys provide what I need. I'm not paying that money. I'm not. I'm not gonna get that. That's gonna be a skip. We're just gonna whatever I need with crackers won't happen with crackers. Yes! I won't get it. I just won't get the whole meal if I got about. That's what happens. happens. That's what happens. That's what happens. I definitely. Definitely do have stuff where I'm like, I, I don't actually need this and I'm not doing it. But on the, on the most part, I feel like I do give myself so much of the liberties that I want. Occasionally I say, occasionally I'm like, when it comes to certain things that I that don't- And when a- she does the occasionally, it is, you guys, it is a gem. It's a privilege to be able to experience the occasionally because the conversation she has, I can't even say anything. She's just having a full conversation with herself yeah. And, and her four people that are happening up here and she is just and I'm just observing and I love it we're like I just don't think those I didn't think those crackers were worth five dollars and I, I I maintain my position but now you got me thinking about the crackers and I completely forgot about them and I actually am going grocery shopping for like the first time in months probably tomorrow and I'm oh, like, I can't wait till she sends me this picture later just be like these damn crackers are so fun oh 
dollars. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna get them crackers. Them crackers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now she's gonna get them because I brought up the crackers. She Love those crackers. Love, Love them. them. I have Love no them. Good crackers, and I don't even know what I can't even tell y'all what kind of crackers they are. No idea. I just when I see them, I'm like, those are those crackers. Bet. I love stuff like that. And and yes, I don't have to shop at Whole Foods, but I there's reasons why I choose Whole Foods other other stores because there's certain things that I like to buy and certain things I like to eat. And I'm really big on, I'm the type of person who literally reads the ingredients label. So if I go to Whole Foods, I'm just more likely to find what I actually want versus if I go to Walmart, I'm going to have to dig for it. And I don't have as many options. And I also like Whole Foods as produce, but my favorite, my baby love is Trader Joe's. Like I live for Trader Joe's. Oh, Trader Joe's is, uh, Trader Joe's, Man, Trader Joe's is dangerous. Trader Joe's is like the grocery store of Target. Yeah. Like you go there and you're just like, $2.99. That's fine. Next thing you know, they're like $75, please. I'm like, I love that yours is under 100 every single time. It's like $150. (laughs) (laughs) It's also because I don't buy, I buy the specialty stuff there and I don't go like full grocery shopping there. Um, That's why when I do go grocery shopping, like, you know, at Smith's or Walmart or whatever, Fred Meyer, I'm sorry, I get them confused because I used to live in Vegas, but, or Winco or something. I don't really care about the price because everything's so much cheaper. When I go to Trader Joe's, I am more mindful, but I don't pay attention there either for the price. And I'll tell you why, because I buy the same things. So I already know the price. And two, I only buy specialty, specialty items there. I'm, I'm being so honest. I'm, I'm to a point in my grocery lifestyle where I low key don't pay attention um, to prices. And the reason that is, is because 90% of the time I know exactly what I'm cooking right. I've cooked before. You're so I'm not like mate shifting. I'm just like, that's what, that's what that recipe calls for. It's and cheaper, I'll spend, right? Yeah. And I'll spend anywhere if I do a full grocery run, like if I went today and did a full grocery run for two weeks, it's easily going to be 150. That's what I'm going to spend. For um, two weeks? Yeah. What are you eating? For two <laughs> weeks, yeah. It's one like 150. Yeah. Are you talking about two people or one? I'm talking about two people. Right. That's where it is yeah. for me. Yeah. So I'm talking about two people. Um, if it's just me, it's probably like 75. Right. Right. Two weeks, something yeah. like that. Um, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't pay it. Man, Trader Joe's, I swear. Baby they're, love. Danger, they're so dangerous. And then, and then they do this thing. TikTok, I really need to get off of there. Yeah. TikTok does this thing where it's just like Trader Joe's edition. And I'm like, damn. I love that stuff. TikTok got me going to Starbucks. Like I actually care about Starbucks drinks and I don't. Okay, right. First of all, let's just briefly talk about these seasonal things that Trader Joe's has because they did a pickle seed like season and I got the pickle mustard. If anybody likes pickles, okay, and you guys missed out on this pickle mustard, next year when it comes, okay, listen, pay attention, okay, pay attention. Get the pickle mustard, okay? Just saying, just saying. I hope you guys are taking notes today. I hope y'all are. There's a lot of information here. There's a lot of information here. We got onto this, you're like, how how did this all come? It still has to do with money. Still has to do with money. We we go off on these tangents. We're Pisces, so that's it is what it is. It so be prepared. Be prepared. Yeah, you're you're here for the right. So you already understand. They already get it. We don't need to reiterate to them. They know what they signed up for. They already know who we are. 
So this all started because Nicole and I came on today and we were like, what are we, what are we doing today? What are we doing? And then out of nowhere, Nicole was talking about how today was lackluster at best. And she was like, because, you know, if, it, if we were having our money here, we wouldn't even be here right now. But I was like, you're right. We wouldn't be. We wouldn't be filming a podcast. We'd be somewhere with a cold drink, with a pineapple and a cute little umbrella in it. A little umbrella. Not worried about any, and it's like, and I said to her, you know, there's so many things that I do that are simply because of the money that I wouldn't be doing. And I think that's, that's why I say like, I believe in being limitless because my true desire is to, to truly everything that I do be a passion. And I'm really blessed because I'm really close to that. Like I would say 90% of what I do. Absolutely. the money is well earned and I like love what I do and I love the work they get to do. And I actually have work that I created for myself that I actually align to the life that I want to live. And it's, it is what I want. There's that other 10% of stuff where it's like, I'm so growing my business, but mostly I'm good and I'm happy. And at the same time to be able to just not think about money and not think about like how much I'm making in a month and not be thinking about how long is it going to stretch and to just not be thinking about it is the goal. The goal is to, to just know I have enough to just know that I'm good, you know, and Absolutely. financial freedom is I've been manifesting financial freedom since I could manifest like the moment I was born. <laughs> I better hurry, I better hurry up and catch up because she's been doing this since she was born. I'm like, legit. I have been manifesting this. I, and I remember being a child and I got a vision, I started getting visions very young. I got a vision when I was a kid of my life. And to this day, I can't remember what I saw, but I can remember how it made me feel. And part of it was being very wealthy and financially set. And I got the vision as a child and I was like, God, like, how does this happen? Like, how do I get there? And I've told this story before. And then you learn through life that the how is none of your business. You just got to move through it. And ever since being a child and seeing that vision, I was like, but what ended up happening was I got the vision and I chased it. (laughs) Like I was like some type of, you know, discoverer and you're not supposed to do that. You're just supposed to like let things come to you. So now I'm, I'm going back to that, that understanding that, or I'm developing an understanding that it will come. And it's just like, just, I really love the law of assumption. Just literally wake up and be like, I'm rich. I got more than enough money. Like literally just believe it so much and just be driving your car like, I'm good. Go and pick up whatever you want. And I didn't think about the price. I got enough. This is a great, you know what? That's such a great example. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this interview, but there's an interview with Jim Carrey. He's, I think on Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon, one of them, I get them confused. Someone tweet me or tell me which one is which because I get them confused. Jimmy, um, Jim Carrey used to carry this check in his wallet mm-hmm. for 20 years he carried this check and it was a million dollar check to himself mm-hmm. one million dollars and the day that he was able to actually cash that he took it out of his wallet and he kept it in there to purposely remind himself every single time he opened his wallet what your purpose is what you're manifesting what you're going to get to Can you imagine carrying that for 20 years? I can't imagine doing that. But the point is, is that the manifestation is real because you're constantly reminding yourself, you're constantly exposing yourself to what it is that you want and you will get that. But you got to keep keeping those little things and manifesting those things are real because as you guys know, I'm sure as you've been taught over the last two years of TikTok, manifestation is very strong. 
and it's been super exposed. And Franny is a constant reminder and beacon of that as an example, but also just verbally, you know, having people in your circle in your life that can constantly remind you like, bitch, you're doing a good job. And if that's what you want, that's what you are. Yeah. Be bold and make space for yourself. Create the wealth verbally, as well as attaching yourself to opportunities that will get you to those places so that you can have accessibility to what you want. Yeah. I heard the, um, Jim Carrey's story and I wrote my first check to myself. I still have it. And the beautiful thing about that is he didn't think about it every day. It was just there. It was like a trust that it would come. And I just remembered that I wrote that check and I know where exactly where it is. Um, it's actually on a vision board. I have mine on a vision board that I look at every time I open the door to my office. And I, um, I'm with you 150%. I really do believe that if you put it out there, the universe will grab it. That's why you got to be careful what you put out there because you don't actually want all of it. And so part of that even is me budgeting every day and me being so like meticulous about my numbers and da, da, that's not helping me. That's hurting me because the universe is like, oh, Franny wants to worry about money. Let's give her more worries. Oh, Franny wants to, wants to feel like she has to budget. And it's like the universe is actually trying to say to me, Franny, can you stop and put the pen down and leave the paper alone and stop looking at those same numbers? And I'm going to listen because I'm tired of, and Nicole knows this, I'll say to myself, I don't want to feel this way anymore. And I'll stop and I'll, and I'll get rid of it. Like, I don't want to feel this way anymore. I want to live a life of abundance, of trust and of financial freedom. And in order for me to walk in that promise, because it is your birthright to be wealthy, I have to let go of my fear. And my fear is something that was, pre, was, was put into me and very young and that I had to cling to because it kept me safe. And now the same thing that was keeping me safe all those other years is the same thing hindering me from moving forward. So cheers to a year ahead of knocking down barriers, releasing resistance and stepping into our money vibes. Absolutely. It is a, it is a year coming up of just the coin. Coin. Money. Full focus on the coin. That's where the focus is about to be. It is a coin year. Um, it is also... In case you guys didn't know, our birthdays are coming up. So, you know, it is the year of the coin. It is. And, you know, I think the energy is transferable. And I think that when you are in and when that's why you got to be in good company. And they say that you're the reflection of the five people you spend the most time with and the five people you talk the most to. And all my friends, my one of my friends says this. She's like, I don't have any broke friends. Neither do I. We're all doing very well. Thank God. For don't. We're all work, we're all business owners and we're all, you know, building ourselves up and working really hard, but it's like, you're here, a part of our community, the surrender community, 1111 community, and uh, the female makers community. And so you are in this energy, it is for you too. So grab it, plant it, and continue to water it and manifest in like, cheers to new beginnings. I'm not going to stop saying that. It is literally cheers to new beginnings. Um, 1111 has definitely been extremely healing for me as well and just being able to experience um our conversations live and you know they're they're just as meaningful and if not more than the conversations that Franny and I have privately like they're exactly the same they're mirrored it's just we have an audience and we have your guys' support through this journey as it's began has been beautiful. We appreciate like all the comments and all of the feedback and just everybody being so excited about it. 
I'm really excited to meet more of your faces and please feel free to follow me on Female Makers Instagram and www.femalemakers.org because I'm live and I'm just really excited uh, for this journey and I'm just again so grateful to experience it with like one of my favorite people in the entire world. Same. There is so much to come y'all and I am always grateful for everything that has met me along the way. I don't take any of it for granted. Gratitude is the currency for manifestation. So if you're sitting here listening to this, like, I wish I could feel that way. I wish I literally, the way that it starts is being grateful for exactly what it is that you have. I thank God every day for the resources that I already have, for the home that I already have, for the money that I already have, for the friends, for the love, for the relationships, for the plants, for everything that I already have. I thank God for my fingers and toes. I thank God for my heart, my gifts. Literally thank the universe for everything that you already have. And when you become incredibly grateful and you stand on that and like, I'm good. Like if none of it changed, honestly, us bossing up with the money here goes further than the money in our pockets. It's, it's the richness in our hearts and in our spirits, our, our attitude, our literal, our literal spiritual growth is intensifying. We are growing and parts of us died for us to be here. Yes, go ahead. We get to celebrate. We really do. We are, we have been rebirthed and it is painful to go through some of the things that we've gone through to be able to say the things that we're saying now. So if you're in the place where you're like, I want to be able to say that, how do I start? Start with gratitude every day, wake up and say three things that you're grateful for or write things, three things that you're grateful for. Even every day I do it every day. Even if you can't come up with three, one, one. just one thing, you just have to find one. And even if that one thing is repetitive for the next 90 days, who cares? It, it puts you in a mindset where you're constantly remembering that there's so much more. This small part, if it feels dark, if it feels lost, if it feels you can't see over that hump, it's a very small part of this overall canvas that you're painting. It's one tiny part. And when you step away and you look back and you reflect, you go, wow, what a beautiful life I've made for myself. Yeah. Very tiny, guys. Very tiny. It is, it really is that simple and that complex at the same time. It's simple. We create our own realities. So decide what you want your reality to be and make that all you think about. And if you can allow yourself to transcend from your current circumstances and just like know in your heart, this is temporary, you know, and I'm grateful for it. The universe will be there for you every step of the way. You have a team that is rooting for you and you will not fail. So just knowing that, just knowing that. So again, like we are always grateful to have you here for another episode. I am Franny, well, Fran Deja Williams. Those who know my soul call me Franny and you can follow me at Guided Surrender on all channels, all social media, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, just type in Guided Surrender and you will get me. And um, we thank you for coming along on this journey and uh, it's money vibes and, and in order for you, and, and you might be manifesting something a little different, but whatever it is, it comes with you releasing the resistance and the fear that you have towards it. And that's what this conversation was about today. We both had fear internalized and now we're really releasing it so that we can be an expectation of exceedingly and abundantly above all. So you too, go get your coin, go get your, get it. manifest your bank accounts, Queens, because 
You deserve it. Write that check. I'm about to write mine today. Now I need to write mine. I'm gonna write mine. I'm gonna carry mine. Yep. I'm I'm gonna actually start carrying mine. I think you're right. I'm gonna actually carry it. I even have it pinned on. Bring it out when you about about to buy those crackers. I'm not paying five dollars for those crackers. Y'all can forget (laughs) it. Lots of love until next time. Thank you.